Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Tim Harris. That means it's time for 10 with Tim. It's the last 10 with Tim for 2023. I'm telling you, uh, that makes me kind of happy. I'm uh, satisfied, I guess is the word. I love the fact that we have been at this for a couple of years, but but to have finished a year together in the Word. Uh, gosh, thank you so much. It's been a good year. Uh, I think we've already done this uh, at some point, but just to catch up, if you've been reading the Bible with me every single day this year, we have read together First and Second Kings, the book of Jonah, Nahum, Acts, Isaiah, the book of Jude, Second and Third John, twelve chapters of Proverbs, Ephesians, Job, First Timothy, and now after today we will have finished Hosea. So way to go, gosh, y'all, we did it. We did good. That's a lot of Bible. That's a lot of reading. And uh, we'll finish Hosea here. We'll take a break for Christmas, New Year's, and we'll come back on January 3rd, and we'll talk about what comes next. Uh, let's finish up Hosea. Uh, Hosea chapter 14 is the last chapter. It's beautiful. It is a, just a very appropriate conclusion to everything else in the book of Hosea. There are really three parts that I can see. The first part is the basic call to return on the part of the prophet, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins are brought you down. Following, uh, following that call to return, you get the response of the Lord in verses 4 through 8, what God says after the people return, and it's beautiful. And then verse 9, if you call it the third part, verse 9 is just a conclusion. Uh, it's a conclusion, a word of wisdom, and it's, uh, it's, it's perfect. Uh, so let's, let's go back. Uh, chapter 14, verse 1, uh, the prophet just says, Return, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. And then verse 2, take words. I love that. New Living Translation says, Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. But, but the Hebrew says, take words. Um, in the Old Testament tradition, you were never supposed to come into worship, never come into God's presence empty-handed. That's a pretty good word right there. And we could stop right there and preach about the way you and I drag our sorry behinds to church on Sunday. And we haven't given two thoughts about the fact that we're coming into the presence of a holy God and maybe we should be prepared to bring something. Um, and, and some of us think, you know, well, I, I brought my tithe check, you know, brought, brought my offering. And I, gosh... I guess all these things are important. It's great that you go to church. It's great that you bring your offering. But, but what Hosea is recommending here is something much deeper, something much deeper than just routinely, you know, just out of habit coming to church and bringing your offering, you know, filling a seat in a pew, you, you know. What Hosea says here is take words. He's trying to tell the people, give instructions on how to return. And can we just be honest? They're not very good at it. <laughs> I mean, you know, the 14 chapters, they're not very good at it. They haven't managed to return to him yet. And if they're going to return now, obviously they are unpracticed. And so Jose says, hey, l let me give you a few tips here. Won't you take words, take words with you? Uh, and then he tells them what to say. So the imperatives here, return, take words, say this. You know, and that's Jose gives them instructions. Uh, bring your confessions, take words, and return to the Lord. Say this, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us. You know, I, I, I love that. Just come in and say you're sorry. Just come in and, and confess your sins. Say you're sorry. You know, that's a pretty good start right there for any one of us on any given Sunday. When's the last time you came in, took your seat in the pew, and the first thing you did was just start confessing your sin? 
you know. Instead, we come in, we start complaining, man, it's too cold in this place. That, that's me. I'm sorry. That's what I say. I'm always cold. Why is it so cold in this place, you know, or whatever. I mean, you know, it's something you're not going to like. And once the devil finds out that the way for you to abandon worship is just to get you to find something you don't like, the devil will line it up every Sunday. You will come in and the devil will say, hey, look at that. You know, hey, listen to that. The devil will make sure you are unhappy. If all it takes to derail your worship is for you to be disgruntled, then the devil will be right there to disgruntle you every single week, uh, you know? Uh, you start right here. You start with what's wrong with you, not what's wrong with the church or what's wrong with the, you know, what's wrong with you. Start with confession. It's basic, you know, you know, Bible one-on-one. How do you come to God? You come to God with with confessing your sins. Sin separates. We've already talked about that during the study of Hosea. And now it's that confession that 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 that, that uh, mends that rift, that brings that separation back together, that heals. It, it starts with confession. Forgive all our sins and graciously receive us, so that we may offer you the New Living Translation says all of our praises. <laughs> the Hebrew there, I'm sorry, I just think it's so funny. The Hebrew says. Um, Forgive our sins so that we can offer you the bowl out of our lips, <laughs> the bowl of our mouths, you know, which is just kind of funny to me because, you know, I, I mean, like a lot of us have a lot of bull coming out of our mouths, you know, but God don't want your bull. He don't want to hear your bull coming out of your mouths. And that's not what it means. Uh, that's that's what it would mean to us. If, you know, say, so, I mean, you got some bull coming out of your mouth. I mean, um, then the Hebrew says, we want to offer you the bull or the bulls of our lips. Um, a, a bull is a, is a lavish sacrifice. And, and so it's that we want to offer you the sacrifice from our lips. We're talking about praise, a sacrifice of praise. Honestly, all through scripture, the Lord says, I don't need your bull. I, I don't need your bulls and your lambs. I don't need your sacrifices. The cattle on a thousand hills are his. So, According to the Old Testament, when you come into God's presence, you don't ever come empty-handed. You always bring something. So what is it that he needs? It's one of the themes of Christmas, right? And we're coming right up on Christmas. Uh, the, the wise men bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you think, well, you know, what's a baby one with any of that? That, that was not on the registry at Target. You know, what do you bring him? You know, in the song, The Little Drummer Boy, he plays his drum, which I'm sure was a delight. <laughs> but... What do you bring? I mean, that really is the dilemma. What do you bring him? Um, in some sense, what, what do you bring the person who has everything? I mean, we, we talk about that at Christmas too. Like, my dad doesn't want anything. We all say, I got everything. I don't need anything. So what do you bring the God who has everything? Well, I, I guess you really only have one thing. There's only one thing you can give him that he doesn't already have. And that is uh, the praise out of your heart. You know, it's the only thing that he doesn't have until you give it. The, the praise, the, the sacrifice, the surrender of your heart, the praise of your mouth. You know, it's the only thing possible that you could give him that he doesn't have until you give it to him. Uh, so let us 
be forgiven so that we can offer you the, the, the praise from our lips. I, I love that. Verse 3, won't you say Assyria can't save us? I mean, this is, again, this is Hosea telling them what to say. And so far, they have not said this. You know, so far, they have continued to say Assyria and Egypt can save us. We will go to Assyria. We'll make an alliance with Egypt. And here, Hosea says, why don't you try going back to God and just saying out loud, Assyria can't save us and, and, and our horses can't either. That's kind of an odd phrase there. Uh, most scholars assume that since Egypt was prominent in the horse trade in the ancient world, that probably this is some sort of backhanded uh, dismissal or sort of a, a backhanded abandonment of their alliance with Egypt. Egypt was the one they traded horses with. So Assyria can't save us. We don't need Egypt's horses either. You know, uh, That's the one thing they haven't been willing to say, that we have no help but the Lord. You know, uh, never again will we say to the idols we have made, you are our guides. Never again, uh, no, in you alone do the orphans find mercy. Uh, again, that's not, it's not, in chapter 14, that's what Hosea says they should say, and we assume they said it because God responds. But, but, but here, verses 4 to 8 are just so beautiful. The Lord says, I will heal your unfaithfulness. Wow, I, in, in a sense, I didn't know unfaithfulness was a disease, but it, it is something that only God has the medicine for, you know? Your unfaithfulness, your waywardness, your uh, uh, spirit of harlotry, as Hosea likes to say, I will heal your unfaithfulness. My love will know no bounds. My anger will be gone forever. And that's just so beautiful. I love the way that my failures and the consequences of my failures uh, will always be overcome by God's will to redeem, you know? Doesn't matter how much you messed up, it doesn't how much, you know, you trouble you brought on yourself and those around you. Uh, your, your sin cannot overwhelm God's ability to redeem, to restore, to repair, to heal, you know, your unfaithfulness. I just love that so much. Oh, Israel, I'm like a tree that is always green. Uh, and I'm uh, all your fruit comes from me. Gosh, I love that. Uh, God is the source of everything, everything good, everything good that comes out of your life. You just got to go right back and say, yeah, that's all from God. I, I love it. And then verse nine, the end of the book is a, is a, is a, a, a proverb, a word of wisdom. Let, let the wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. I think that's pretty good because as we've said, as far as prophets go, Hosea is pretty difficult. And here at the end, there's just this thing that, yeah, you, you know, you probably have to slow down and, and show some understanding. A wise person will find a way to heed the words of this proverb because the paths of the Lord are true and right. So basically, the end of the book is, you know, let everybody who's wise, you know, understand this one thing. God is always right, and he is. Uh, but in those paths... Uh, sinners stumble and fall. Yeah, uh, if you're going to walk with this guide, you're going to have to learn to walk a straight path. You know, if you continue to try to walk a crooked path, the path your feet go after, then you're going to stumble and fall. You know, the only way to walk in His path is to walk with Him. I love it so much, y'all. That's Hosea. We did it, y'all. Uh, it is the end of a good year in the Word, and I thank you for giving that to me and doing that with me. Listen, come back on January 3rd. You remember way back in 2020 when we started this whole deal, uh, we, were, we started in the book of Exodus. Do you remember that? 
And, uh, and we stopped at chapter 18. I, I keep notes, y'all. And so we're going to pick up on January 3rd in Exodus 19. We followed the Exodus all the way to Sinai, and then we stopped. So we're going to pick up with the Ten Commandments, all right? So Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 to 25, and that's where we will pick up on Wednesday, January 3rd. It is not far off. It's just, you know, barely two weeks. It seems like forever. 2024, y'all. I'll see you next year. Uh, but we will pick up in Exodus chapter 19, all right? And that'll be our beginning of a new year in the Word. I love you guys so much. Merry Christmas. Uh, happiest of New Year's to you. I love you, uh, and I appreciate your friendship and partnership in the Word. I will see you January 3rd in the book of Exodus. Have a great, great day, week, month, year, and, and I'll, I'll, I will see you in January.